you for joining Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is your host, Sister Maria. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience, by the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you're looking for a church home, looking for ministry and growth, I want to invite you to join us Grow with us and allow God to be God. The next voice you will hear after songs of worship will be our pastor and yours, Pastor Henderson. Please join us in praise and worship as we welcome the word of God. Worship the Lord with the beauty of holiness. Whatever you may have gone through this week, whatever you dealt with, this is the time to worship. The best way you can punch the enemy back is to worship, is to bless the Lord and not let him have the advantage. Let's worship. Let's worship him. Yourself, open your mouth up. And sing wisdom. You have You're just getting ready for service. Come on, press past those feelings. Press past whatever would stop you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice in it. We're going to be glad in it. Now in your grace. Bless you, Jesus.
bless your people. Bless you, Lord.
great are you, Lord. Mighty God, thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just continue to worship him. Let him know how you feel about him. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. You have his attention now. You have his attention. Just to be in his presence is faith. I want you to know this morning, the Lord pressed upon my heart that you have favor. Favor. I want you to declare the favor that you have with God this morning. Know that you have favor with him. Bless you, Lord God. Walk in his favor. You don't have to ask for anything. Just know that you have favor with God. Just know that you have favor with him. And because you have favor with him. Oh, bless your Lord God. You, you don't have to ask for it. Just know that you have favor. Just want you to, to embrace that. Know that you have favor with God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your favor today. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, for allowing us to embrace your word. Thank you, Lord God, for faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your boldness. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, for blessing us to walk in obedience according to your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are uh, that would be here, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and uh, for whatever the situation may be, that you would touch them in their body. Lord God, I ask that you would bless them as their hearts are with us. Lord, I ask that you would touch those, oh Lord God, that are listening this morning, those that will be listening later. Lord God, and ask that you would bless them, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, to hear and embrace and to keep your word, Lord. Oh, Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God, for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, Lord. Lord, we pray and ask that you would help us as we go forth in your word. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would help us, oh, Lord God, as we seek wisdom, we seek knowledge and understanding from you. Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for who you are. We honor you, Lord God, for what you have done. We honor you for what you are going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord God. You can take your seats. And amen. We're going to go into the word of God. You know, this has been some type of week. This has been some kind of week, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a transparent preacher, so... There's some things I don't mind sharing. And, you know, uh, on Tuesday after Tuesday, Bible class, you know, the, the enemy will attack. He attacks everyone. The Bible said he stood uh, on and, and resisted Zerubbabel. And the word of the Lord came to him and let him know Zerubbabel is not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit. And Zerubbabel was not the will of God, but the enemy was fighting him. And from Tuesday through Thursday, the, uh, the enemy was just fighting, but the enemy was just fighting, just fighting. 
You know, the, you need to understand this is a war of the anointed. This is a war of the anointed. And, you know, sometimes we say things and we agree with it. The church say amen, but they really don't understand. And uh, you need to make sure that you understand because that dictates how you're going to respond. It's one thing to agree, but it's another thing to agree and know what to do. And so we need to make sure because we are in a, in a war of the anointed and the, uh, uh, the lesser of the two, because God is sovereign, is a fallen cherub and, and he can't fight against God, but guess who he fights against? His kings and what? His kings and priests. And so uh, we need to make sure, but I thank God as I woke up uh, on Saturday morning and I was walking through the living room, uh, this song that my gospel mother taught us uh, began to ring out in my spirit. And you know, it's just a simple song. It said, I'm yours, Lord. Everything I've got, everything I am, everything I'm not. I'm yours, Lord. Try me now and see. See if I can be completely yours. Some of y'all remember that song. And, you know, and I, it's, it just fell in my spirit. And, and, and you know, and I, I knew that God was, was speaking. And I just walked through the house singing that song and just magnifying God and feeling his presence. You know, I believe it was on Thursday. We talked about Paul and Silas. Uh, in jail and in the stocks and at midnight uh, one prayed and the other one sung to him. You need a song. You need a song in your spirit uh, and I, I don't, I don't, you know you need the right song in your spirit I'll put it that way. Uh, for when those days and those times come, you know, when you're dealing with situations, you don't need Marvin Gaye, you don't need to roll back you know, to some old school stuff or you know, anything like that. You're going to need something that is anointed, that has the right anointing, that is going to help get you over the hump. And so you, you need to make sure that you got the right song in your heart. You need to make sure that there's something that, that God can draw from. It's like going to the bank. You, got, you have 10 cents in the bank, but you're going to put your ATM card in there and ask for $20. You need to have something that you can draw from. You need $20 and 10 cents. And so you need to be able to draw, and you can't draw if nothing has been deposited. We're in the book of Revelation. Remember, we're teaching throughout Revelation. And, and uh, so to make sure that you have a clear understanding that Revelation is a blessing. Yes, Revelation is a blessing. Uh, the, uh, John says what? Uh, get First, get Revelation. Revelation. One and three, and stand up and read it very loudly. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. It, read it one more time, please. Blessed is he that readeth. Blessed is he that readeth, so it's a blessing that you read it. Mm -hmm. And they that hear the words of this prophecy. It's a blessing if you read it and hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein. It's a blessing if you read and if you 
and if you hear the words of this prophecy, it's a blessing if you keep the things that you are hearing. And, and for the time is at hand. For the time is at hand. And whatever that time is belongs to God. And so it is a blessing to read Revelation. It's a blessing to understand. And I, I solicit your prayers that you would pray with me and pray for me uh, as we travel through the book of Revelation. And, and it, it was Ezekiel that brought us here. And so um, on Tuesday nights, as he is talking about the temple, and, and I hope you remember that we're all being measured. We enter into the sanctuary. We are entering into the presence of God. The Bible says that the veil has been torn, making it possible for us to go into the holy uh, holies that we could not do before. And we could go boldly to the throne of grace and ask for mercy. And, and so while we are in the presence of God, we are being measured. Just put your hands out and know that you're being measured right now. You're being measured right now for something new, for something different. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, You're being measured right now for something new, for something Hallelujah. different that you, that you haven't had before. Bless you, Lord God. And so you need to understand that, that when you're standing up and you're in worship. And Bless you, Jesus. You're standing up and your, your hands are in the air. You know, a, a good a good seamstress, a, a good tailor. Oh. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A good tailor, a good seamstress will have you lift your, your hands up so to make sure that the garment that you put on is going to fit properly and drop properly uh, when you lift your hands and as you move it, uh, you know, so that, that uh, when you lift your hands, if you ever put on a suit and, uh, you know, or a dress and you put your, and you put your hands up or, uh, you know, you go to reach for something and, and you feel it get a little tight under the arm or something. And it's not that you're, uh, you, that you're overweight or anything. It's just that it was not tailored properly. Right. Uh, bless you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but you're being fitted right now. You're being tailored for for something that is specific that nobody else. Oh, mm. hallelujah! Oh, bless you, Lord Thank you, Jesus, mighty God. You being tailored and fitted for something. You know, as a child, you get clothes, and you know some of us are assemblies. We may have worn our, our brothers. Uh, uh, pants or you know his shirt uh, you know has been handed down but but you're not getting something that's being handed down from anybody especially tailored for you when you sit down when you bend when you move when you go on assignment huh, we'll get there when you go on assignment you know as the Lord use you uh, you're going to your garment is going to be always properly fitted. And so I want to make sure that you have a very good understanding about the book of Revelation and what God is saying. Uh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Turn, turn that off, please. I want to make sure that you have a, a very good understanding of what God is saying and what the Lord has shown Unto John. Revelation 1 12 through 
15. It says, I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and clothed and, and the and girded about his paps, his chest, with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. I don't have, and, and, and I think moving forward, I, I may not give a topic uh, of anything, but, uh, uh, you know, but just the scripture uh, that we're dealing with. Uh, and, and so, um, but I, I want you to know the, the word. We're talking about the word, which is simple, powerful, and very real. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's very weird. The, the Bible says that uh, the, the plan of salvation, what God has outlined through the scripture, and, and someone, you Bible students can find this later, but uh, it says that uh, the word that even a fool wouldn't err. So uh, no matter how simple a person might think they are or, what, or your definition of what a fool may be or what a person might be in simplicity, uh, they can be saved. They won't err. And what you may call a fool, God may be calling wise. Those that have degrees, PhDs, masters, uh, uh, science, different certifications that we like to obtain. Uh, God looks at that and say he confound the, the, uh, the wise with some of the foolish things. So a degree uh, in the natural might help you as it would in the natural cause, but, um, but you can also be an educated fool uh, because you don't understand the simple things of this life. The simple things. And so I'm going to go on. I'm going to leave that alone and go on a little further. But John said, I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now, remember, we're, we're in Revelation to make sure that it's a clear understanding. And, and I believe that, that by the time we get through this, you will not be one of those people that say, I'm afraid to read the book of Revelation because I don't understand what it's being said. It, it, you won't be able to do that because there's a clear understanding that's being presented. It's a clear understanding of what the word of God is saying, of what the word of God has been proclaiming throughout the Old Testament. And so, uh, uh, John said, I, I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. 
Now, I want to be clear about something. God speaks, but he never speaks outside of his word. Whatever he says uh, to you, whatever he says through his ministers will be confirmed by his word. Period. None of us. I don't care what church you go to. What sign, what's on the sign of the building. Uh, God never sends a word through the minister that is outside of confirmation of the scripture. It's going to line up, line up on line and precept upon precept. Here little, there little. There's going to be some understanding and it's going to line up with the word of God. Deuteronomy 4 and 2 says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that ye may live. How do we have life? By doing the word of God, by following the will of God, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God, our, your father, have given you. God gave Israel favor. But in that favor, he said, listen to what I'm telling you and obey. He said, you shall not add unto the word which I command you. Nobody should be adding anything to the word of God. Neither shall you diminish aught from it. So no one should be taking anything from it. That ye may keep the commandment of the Lord your God, which I command you. John said, I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and I saw seven golden candlesticks. As you know, candles are used for lighting a room or path. Candles are usually formed from a parfum or micro uh, crystalline or beeswax as well as being plant-based. Palmer or mineral oil is used to make candles. However, these candlesticks are, uh, that we're talking about are not made from any of those substances that I just mentioned. Uh, these are not ordinary candles. Too often we become common in the matrimony of sovereign God. If you ever found yourself refuting with the pastor when they are telling you what to do, your emotions rising up saying you're going to do it your way, you, you, you're going to walk away from the church because you don't like what was said, because you were rebuked, instructed, told not to do it, stay away from that person, leave that woman alone, leave that man alone, uh, you know, you're making a wrong decision in what you're doing and you got upset, that's because you've become too common with the minister, too common with the pastor. And those things get us in trouble. Those things get all of us in trouble. And so when you find that you are too common in the matrimony of sovereign God, you become complacent with the sacraments of the relationship. And therefore, all of us, thank you, Jesus, 
all of us. Need to bend before God and make sure that we are not so common with one another. Amen. That we don't that we so that we don't disrespect anyone. That we don't disrespect our brothers, Amen. our sisters, yes. the mothers, the fathers, the elders, whomever uh, that we don't disrespect them. We are not to become so common that we uh, become complacent. Complacency means you are pleased with oneself. You didn't get caught up, uh, up in yourself. I used to hear my, my gospel brother say, uh, you can smell yourself. Uh, you know, and so uh, you, when you smelling yourself, you caught up in your, in your feelings. Thank you, Elder Robinson. And so you feel that uh, that you can uh, that they that you, you need to do anything. And you don't need to do anything about the situation except what you want to do, even though the situation is wrong or dangerous, a, a way to or transgression. Complacency says I've arrived and I don't need to listen. I'm entitled regardless of the impact it will have on that relationship or other relationships. John said, I turned to see the voice that spake with me and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now candles, candles were placed in lampstands and you'll find that in 2 Kings 4 chapter and throughout the scripture. And they were also made of gold for the temple, Ezekiel 25, and, and, and lit by God and left to be seen in the present world. So even God has candlesticks in position right now. There are candlesticks that are in position right now that have been lit by God. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. In this present world right now. And, and so uh, a candlestick has a wick, right? Yes. You know, we're not talking about just a ball of wax, but we're talking about something that has a wick. And so the candle wick, a wick, uh, wicks are selected for their purpose. Some are self-extinguishing. Some uh, are not. You know, if you ever had a, a birthday cake and, and you go to you blow the candle out and it didn't, the, the, it didn't blow out, you know, it lit right back up. Wicks burn at different temperatures. They can be smoke free. And they can burn for very long periods of time. What kind of wick are you? What kind of wick do your candle have? Is it self-extinguishing? Are you hot one day? and can't be found the next? Is your wick toxic? Oh, hmm. Maybe you're a backbiting wick. Character assassinating. Sowing seeds of discord. Or you could be illuminating. 
and pleasant. A pleasant wick. You, you know, we have candles that, that we can light and smell like lavender. You know, pleasant wick. You know, it'll burn until you blow it out. And, and so uh, the Bible said Jeremiah and uh, Jeremiah found himself in trouble. And the preachers love uh, preaching about Jeremiah. And, uh, you know, and uh, Jeremiah said that, that he was in so much trouble uh, that the, the weight of the ministry that, was, that he was carrying out, he felt it was unbearable. Maybe you felt that your situation felt unbearable. Maybe you felt depressed. Oh, saints don't get depressed. Maybe you felt depressed. Maybe you felt upset or sad about a situation. We're not going to lie about this. Uh, because there are things that and spirits and situations that pressure you and make you feel a certain way. Yes. And it takes the power of God. It takes a recollection. It takes a remembrance of who God is and what team you are to help pull you out of a situation when you find yourself emotionally spiraling down. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah was spiraling down. And he said, I will not mention of him. I'm not going to talk about the Lord anymore. He said, I'm not going to mention his name. Oh, my God. I, I know what that, that's like because my, my kids had the testimony that they would stand up and, and ask for prayer for their dad. Every time they stood up to ask for prayer, the saints knew that they, he, they were going to be asking, remember my dad. My shoes were being anointed. Is that right? I, I was, didn't even know it. I didn't have the slightest idea, except I started to feel the fear of God uh, coming up on me. But I had said that I was not going to church anymore because of what had transpired as a young brother in the church. But since then, I've gone from being a brother in the church to being a Sunday school teacher to being a, the assistant head deacon to being an associate minister. And here we are today. Bless you, Lord God, because God had a different plan. But more than that, it was something down on the inside that was working its way out. Like Jeremiah, he said his word was in my heart and as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not hold my peace. Something God knows what to do. And so a candle can be oil, oil, pour it in the shoe, oil. And so the wick is now proper, has the proper substance for burning. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you, Lord God. Oh, 
Bless you, Lord. The wick had the substance for a proper burning, and here we are on fire. Jeremiah said, I had to say something about the Lord. For the Lord uh, and, for the, and to the people of God. The wick of the candle is the word of God. It's hot. It's illuminating. That's why the writer says that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Bible says the entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Told you he had candles here today. He had candles right here. There's candles right here, right now. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. John, thir uh, the, the 13th verse says, And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, like one unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. John said that he saw someone standing among the candlesticks, and uh, I'm, I'm using these words, but he said, uh, that uh, the form was familiar. He would not be able to say one like unto the son of man if there was not some familiarity. All right. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Huh. How familiar are you with the Lord? Thank you. Is it personal? You have a personal relationship with God. Or, or do you just know or have a knowledge that he exists? For some, it is a belief. For us, it is a relationship. He was wearing a robe, a golden breastplate. Uh, his array in his garment of choice. This was his garment of choice to speak to John. Isaiah 11 and 5 says, And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the gird of his reign. Psalms 132 and 9 said, Let your priests be clothed in righteousness. Job 29 and 14 says, I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. The golden breastplate represents his righteousness. You'll find that in Exodus 28, 15. And thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment with cunning work after the work of the ephod. Thou shalt make it of gold, of blue, and of purple, and scarlet, and fine twine, a linen, 
thou shalt make it. The, the, uh, they wore these uh, breastplates with jewels in it, but it was made of gold, which represented, which was used for righteous judgment. Ephesians 6 and 14 says, Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So when you imagine your breastplate of righteousness, imagine it as being something as brilliant as your red, as gold and full of jewelry and uh, representing your royal status and righteous judgment. The 14th verse says his head and his hair was like was white like wool and as white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire so let's be real for a moment here uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to offend anybody because some, some is going to feel a little offended uh, but I'm not going to say anything that's offensive uh, but it's just because of the way we raise them. If you tell people that, that Easter is a pagan holiday, they'll get offended. If you tell them that Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th, uh, they get offended. Uh, if you, you know, people get offended because this is what has been bred in them and they don't want to, uh, you know, and shame on, uh, on Thanksgiving. The people almost died, but yet we see a horn of plenty and, and all of that kind of stuff, you know, uh, you know, um, the, and so you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, history is peppered uh, with a bunch of lies, a bunch of fairy tales, uh, you know, of how things went. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, they came over and stole a country from people that already possessed it. You know, but if you go and take, take over somebody's house after they moved in and they came in the house, no, you're going to be arrested. Yes. Uh, and so they strong arm and took, oh, well, listen. People get offended when you talk about that. But let's talk about this. Some yellow, black, white, brown might be offended. But if you examine the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there is no description of Jesus Christ. You Bible students and those of you that have read, have you read any description about Jesus Christ? No. We read about the ministry. We read about the action of the word. But there is no description of him. I was driving through Hollywood and I, I, I was trying to make my way back home, uh, you know, back over this, this way to the east side of town and and, um, and I saw a man walking down the street with a long robe on and carrying a, a big cross and he didn't let his hair grow, you know, all the way down and, and his beard and everything. And, uh, you know, we know what he was. But that was what someone has painted that picture. There's no description of Jesus. What there is, is declaration of deliverance. Declaration of his actions. And he wanted the people to remember the word of God above everything. And remember the name. I come in my father's name. He wanted the focus to be on salvation. Luke 1. Oh my God. Hey, glory. Thank you, Jesus. 
I can understand a little bit now why the focus would not be on the image of the man because that was just a manifestation for the work of the cross. Let me say that again. That was only a manifestation for the work of the cross. God is a what? God is a what? God is a spirit. He's a spirit, therefore he could not shed blood. He could not die for sin. And so he made a body. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. It was a manifestation for the work. Not for, but there is no description of that image. For as much, uh, John 1, 4, for as much as many have taken into hand, this is Luke speaking to Theophilus. Now I need you to listen to this. I need you to catch this. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth and order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses. They were eyewitnesses and ministers to the word of God. They were eyewitnesses. They saw this. They saw him. But they did not make a description of him. It seemed good to me, having had perfect understanding of all these things, that from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. When we look in the Torah, the first book of the Torah, Genesis 18, uh, one and three. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of, of Mammoth. And, and so the Lord is appearing to Abraham. And he sat in the tent door at the heat of the day, Abraham. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. And three men stood by uh, him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them at the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord. He recognized the manifestation. He recognized who he was. My Lord. Now, if I found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee for thy, uh, from thy servant. And, and so uh, 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 Abraham asked him to stay. Come on, let's eat some barbecue. He said, have one of his servants. Go prepare a lamb. We're we going to get down on this. And so here it is. In order for the Lord to eat, they, they eat that barbecue, he had to have some tea. Uh, you know, uh, for him to enjoy, what he had to have some senses, some uh, you know, some smelling and, you know, some, some taste buds and all of that that we have because uh, he manifested in himself for a purpose. However, uh, Abraham sitting there with him did not describe anything of the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. In the Gospel of Daniel, he described something not presented by the artists of our day and time. Those that you may have gone to church with that said, I had a vision and I saw Jesus. 
I, I remember so. Oh my God. I, okay, I'm not gonna go there. Listen. <laughs> Bless you, Lord God. Claiming that they've seen the Messiah, their imagination got the best of them. Their imagination did not include Daniel's account in the scripture. Uh, Daniel said, I beheld there the thrones uh, were cast down and the ancient of days did sit whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like the, like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as, as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from him Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. Ten thousands times ten thousands stood before him. And none of them came and gave us a description like the artisans that, oh, listen, have ministered before him. John, who is on the Isle of Patmos, 1 John 1, 1 to 2 says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. John is saying that I met him. I've touched him. Oh, wait a minute. Were the disciples with him having the last supper? That's what we call it, right? The last supper. They were all sitting down having a meal. And I believe John laid in his bosom, so that was very close to him to see in a description of him. But yet there is no written description of the Lord as it is presented by some. John said, we, we, our eyes, we have seen with our eyes and we have looked upon and our hands have handled the word of life. For the life was manifest and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. That's the important part right there. The yes. eternal life. What you need to know is the eternal life. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The eternal life, which was with the Father, meaning the word of God, and manifested unto us. This is the same John who was on the Isle of Patmos. Those that have spent 40 days with Jesus after the death, burial, and resurrection did not give a description of him except the holes in his hand. That's all they mentioned. We saw the holes in his hand. They saw him, but the focus was on the, the fact that he died and rose again for our salvation. The holes in his hand were the evidence that he was crucified for us. Thank you, Lord. I believe the message is clear. That God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Amen. The message is clear. Uh, Psalms 29 and 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Amen. The message is clear. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Thank you, Lord. I think that's, that's clear enough for all of us. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Uh, whoo, bless you, Jesus. The candles receive their light. 
John 1, 1 and 4, it said, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was named. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The 15th verse says, His feet were fine unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many Sound of many waters, authority, power, authority, power, authority, power, authority, his authority, his power. Bless you, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Just think about how great he is. How great he is. How powerful. We're not talking about manipulation. Men will manipulate you when they have crooked agendas. God's agenda is clear. And that is your soul salvation. That's what you want. You want to be saved. You want to make sure that, that, that as we go through the book of Revelation that you are not exposed to the very things that we're going to be looking at. You don't want to be here for any of that. But it's all right to know about it right now. It's all right to know about it so that you can run. As the Lord told Habakkuk, he said, write the vision, make it plain that he that readeth will run. You want to run and you want to run in the right direction. Too many of us are running in the wrong direction to get what we want. The Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace. And that's what we need to do. We need to come boldly to the throne of grace to seek what God has for us. We need to come boldly to the throne of grace. Uh, the throne is not for uh, because you've done anything wrong. It, it serves that purpose. But you need to know where your help is. You need to know where your salvation is at. You need to know what, uh, where, what you need for tomorrow, where to find it. Certainly what you need for uh, to be saved. You need to know where to find that. And you're only going to find it in the Lord. Uh, many of us have looked all over the place. We looked everywhere for what we thought was going to help us only to be deceived, only to find uh, that, that the very thing we put our hands on that we thought was going to satisfy us, it satisfied the flesh, but not your spirit. It's a spirit, man, that you need to be concerned about now. You need to be concerned where you're going to wind up but the time is at hand. That's what, what was read earlier. The time is at hand. Bless you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this short time of exhortation, Lord God. Pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord, and as we uh, remember, as we meditate on your word, Lord God, that you would continue to help us. Help us to live according to your will, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to 
and be found pleasing in your sight, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, and ask that you will bless those that have made up in their minds to live a dedicated life unto you. Bless those, O oh Lord God, that are recommitting their hearts right now. Those that are crying out to be saved, Lord. Lord God, bless you, Lord. Save, Lord. Fill with your spirit, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Not according to the rules of man, but your word, Lord. Lord, you said whoever called upon your name shall be saved. And those that called upon your name and asked what they must do to be saved was baptized in your name for the remission of sin. Lord God, we thank you right now. Lord, we continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you soon. If not, to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. If you've been blessed, remember to tell someone else to tune in so that they can get a good understanding about the book of Revelation. We're not sugarcoating anything, not hiding anything, certainly not adding to the word of God or taking away from it. But scripture provides confirmation of scripture. We're looking for God to bless us as we abide in his will. And remember, you face opposition by obedience to the word of God. Songs featured are respectfully the property of our artists, our songsters, our the producers, so we respect that. And ask that you would pray for somebody. Certainly continue to pray for me as I am certainly praying for you. All right, until then, be blessed in Jesus' name. Oh my God, I, I don't know, am I forgetting anything? No? <laughs> Amen, bless you, Lord Jesus. All right, God bless you.
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest in one abide and forth now forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen.